life, stories from around the world, but mostly from Poland. Today, we have our first uh, two-person podcast. Well, three, I guess, because I'm here. But um, first couple, first podcast of the new year, and um, another first, I don't know, any other... First... Um... Multi-national, international yeah. marriage yeah. couple. And first time interview together. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, your first interview together. Mm-hmm. Are you guys nervous? I think now we are. Such <laughs> <laughs> a Yeah. So, John and Ashley are the guests today. Um, Ashley, you are from Australia and Malta. Mm-hmm. And John from? Idaho in the United States. Yeah. And so, I have actually one quick question for you. Because I, I was trying to figure out how to interview two people. And I was like, mm-hmm. how do you get both stories and then also, you know, specific stories and together and try to put it in an hour. So we'll do, um, but one question I have for you that might set, give me more questions later is, so you're from, you're Australian, you're Maltese, is that how you say yeah. it? Or is it Maltesian? Maltese. Okay, good. Because I was like, you know, <laughs> Maltesian. So, sounds you know. so much more exotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like artesian or something. <laughs> it sounds like a bread. Um, so... Where did you grow up? So I'm I'm from Australia. I was born in Australia. Um, my mom is from Australia. Um, obviously, long history there. Um, but my dad was actually born in Malta, uh-huh. and when he was seven, he moved to Australia with his whole family. Okay. Wow. So you never lived in Malta. No. Okay. So it's just you have the passport because. Because my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, but do you visit? Do you have family there? Um, I have family there. I don't know them. Um, unfortunately, my grandparents passed away um, mm-hmm. a few years ago, so we kind of lost contact. Um, it's kind of crazy how it all came about. You know, I was in, in Australia. I knew that I had Maltese heritage, but never looked into it. And then one day on, I think it was like MySpace or something. A that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give you some reference, um, I had just some random man from Malta be like, oh, hey, you have a very Maltese surname, um, and I see a that... A MySpace you, creeper, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is legit. He's like, uh, and I see you play basketball. Do you want to come play for our national team? And I was like, okay, this is like a scam. You know, next thing he's going to be like, send me money, and then... He had another girl who happened to be Australian Maltese message me and was like, no, it seems really sketchy, but it's actually legit. Um, so they they flew me over to Malta, and then the day I landed, they took me to the passport office, and within like an hour, I had a Maltese passport. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what my last name looks like. Maybe I can go back. <laughs> I think it's Scottish, so maybe, maybe. the Scottish basketball team wants me to come play. I don't yeah, know. They're pretty good. Yeah, the Scottish basketball team? Okay. I'll have to look it up on MySpace next time I, <laughs> next time I sign in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's how you ended up playing. So you played basketball, though, before, right? Yeah, I played all growing up and everything. Like okay. That. And so that's how you ended up in Malta. <laughs> but was there a point that you were like, how did... You, I mean, you just kind of pushed through that story super quickly. Like, you're like, this guy on MySpace, this other girl said it's legit, and I flew over, and I had a multi, you know, yeah. passport. Was yeah, it- I mean, there was obviously a lot more to it. There was a lot of back and forth, and my dad had, hadn't been back in, like, 
40 something years. So he actually flew with me. Okay. Um, yeah, they didn't send me. I was only 18 at the time. Oh, just go. This see. seems this seems great. It's the prequel to Taken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we landed at the airport, and you know they had the sign like Vela, and we're like, okay, it's still not looking super legit. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, through the grace That's of God, cool. and everything kind of worked it out. Yeah, so. you you weren't the you weren't on Taken for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with um. How long did you play then in Malta? Um, so I was I played for their national team. So every year we have um, just a week tournament. So I'll normally go two, maybe three, from really ambitious four weeks beforehand, and do training camp. So two a day trainings and just kind of hang out there. Um, so I've played for them eight or nine times now. Okay. So it's like you go train, play, and then and then come home. Yeah. Okay. So you're still going to play, right? Isn't that the plan? That's the plan. Um, if I'm in shape and, and everything. Well, you're so. in a, I hear, you know, that's a, they are training for half marathon. In, no, half, right? Yeah. In April. So that's coming soon. You'll be in shape. Well, when is the season for basketball? Uh, a normal season usually September to May. Oh, psh, you have time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. That that answers some of my <laughs> my questions. I was like, oh. And then so, John, you're from Idaho, mm-hmm. and you were there your whole life. Yeah, whole life. And then you're like Poland. Yeah. What well, happened there? There were a few stops. I guess one stop in between. Um, so we met at Idaho State. Oh, that was one of my other questions too. Yeah, how did you meet? Right. So she came to play basketball, and I came just down the road. Um, <laughs> I lived an hour and a half away from okay. Idaho State, um, walked onto the football team and was studying journalism, and then we started dating, you have to help me here, started dating her senior year, and I was in my red shirt senior year, which means I was in my fifth year, which means I was starting my graduate, okay. I started my master's degree, okay. but still able to play for the university. Uh-huh. Um, she graduates, I decide that my degree, my master's degree wasn't what I was looking for, so she happens to get a scholarship position to Durham University in the UK to coach and play basketball and do her master's. There happens to be an American football team (laughs) at this university, so we decide to go together. Mm-hmm. Um, we sp- I spent a year and a half there. Okay. Um, finished my degree, finished the season. Her degree was two years, so she was there um, for an extra six months or so. I was trying very hard to stay in England just so I could stay close to Ash, get a job. But that was too difficult, so I went home to the States, was also looking for work. Also didn't have much luck there, and then almost out of the blue, kind of, I guess, in a way, a Maltese team. MySpace? <laughs> Again? There's um, a different service It's oh, okay. specifically made for contacting athletes and coaches oh, okay. to come play. It's like Sports LinkedIn? Linked really, sports. yeah, yeah. It's called Europlayers, and oh, okay. um, a team in Wrocław, Poland asked if I wanted to come and be a coach and a player and offered me a, you know, a 
decent enough salary to experience a new place. So I said, yeah. And I got here in April of 2006. 15. 15. 15. Okay. All right. Ah, and then you ended up in France, actually, right? Yeah, so he left. Um, I finished my degree. And I was kind of... When I graduated college, I was kind of debating if I wanted to do a master's degree, if I wanted to keep playing. So England was like a really nice bridge in between because I could keep playing and get my degree. Um, and then afterwards, I was like, okay, maybe while I'm still young and everything, maybe I'll try and play professionally for a little bit. Um, and then I got a contract in Sambury, France, and I moved there in August, yeah, 2015. Um, and I played with him for one season while he was in Poland, and then I signed for a second season, so that took me to last year. And then um, we got married in July, and as much as my coach thought it would be okay if I was in France and he was in Poland, but we were married, um, <laughs> I decided that we should probably live in the same country. So I moved here. It is good, I hear, for marriages if you're kind of it helps, you know, yeah. in the yeah. same place. Same country, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it works out. So, yeah, that's, oh, that's interesting. So it seems like you kind of like kind of overlapped but missed each other a little bit here and there. So, and I think I remember seeing a Facebook post at one point, like how long you guys actually were together as opposed to just being, you know, long distance relationship. How much time did you actually spend? Or is that. I think, but when I was in France, mm -hmm. I think in that two year period, we'd only spent like maybe two months together out of a two-year period? Yeah, I would even say less than that. Because yeah. um, we were, when, when we would see each other, either in France or we coordinated a trip to Australia or America, at most it was two weeks. So mm. we would go six, seven, eight-month stretches where we only spent about two or three weeks together. Oh, wow. So... Yeah. <laughs> we um we had a lot of Skype and FaceTime. Thank goodness for technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's for sure. Now, like, it's interesting because not only so you have like a international marriage, but then you also had this like because how you how long were you dating then? The actual time frame from when you in Idaho when you started dating, how until you got married? That was like just two, those five years, two thousand ten, three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, so, well, so you have, like, four or five, or, that you know each other, but, like, how did, like, you already had the, the struggle of international, or was that never an issue? Was it always, like, we get along, there's no, there's no cross-cultural um, issues? Yeah, um, when we started dating, at least for me, I mean, I knew you she was from a faraway place. You didn't understand her accent? No, I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Especially her parents. Um, oh, at first, it was, it was hard to understand their accent. But, um, I mean, I knew that at some point down the road, you know, we live in totally different places, so there could be long-distance relationship going on for a long time. We're going to have to decide where to go. Um, but I think just part of my personality, I was just, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and then it kind of all came to a head uh, randomly. We originally had the plan to stay at Idaho State 
I would finish my master's degree there. And after she graduated, she was going to do a graduate assistant position mm-hmm. where she would be an assistant coach. Would teach. Would teach. teach? Okay. Uh, but then also stay in at Idaho State. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, she didn't get the position. Um, so that really put things on, you know, it intensified. What are we going to do? And pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly, yeah. Then it, it all became real. But then that's how like the search led to Durham, going to England, and then it just all worked out from there. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, because then you, so did you have anything like on your side? Because he was saying he was expecting long distance, but as far as the international. Well, yeah, I mean, going in, I knew going into my senior year, I was like, okay, one year, like, I'm not looking for a relationship, I'm not you know, I kind of had my eyes on, like, I'd be going home or going to Europe, so I I definitely wasn't, like, actively searching for a boyfriend or anything, and then he just kind of pops up, and my mom always says, she's like, you know, we were so close, you went three years without (laughs) having a boyfriend, like, we were so close. You ruined it. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, the the moment John's talking about with the, the teaching position, like, I was really good friends with my department heads, and they had essentially said, like, yeah, you're, you're a perfect candidate, you're more than likely to get in, and just, they just happened to, that year, they didn't hire anyone from the school, they hired everyone from outside, and I remember getting the letter, just being on my bedroom floor, crying, crying, oh, what are we going to do, we're going to have to split up, and then... I very much our personality sees, as you said, you know, just deal with it when it comes, and I'm the perpetual planner, so I'm like, no, what are we going to do? And he's like, no, we'll, we'll sort it out, don't worry, so. Oh, and, and it did. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was there any time in, like, I guess, while you were uh, in the middle of all that long-term dating, was there times that you were just like, okay, we have to stop, or did it just seem to work out for you? Um, I mean, we... We made it work. I mean, like she said, thank goodness for technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my parents did a relatively shorter, long-distance relationship from California to Idaho mm. back in the day, and yeah. there's letters and once you a know week technology, phone. yeah. yeah so I don't it probably know how they did harder. it. Um, I mean, of course, it was hard to not be together, you know, all the time. Um, but I think our time in Idaho and in England, we had developed a really strong God-centered relationship to where, you know, God was the focus and um, we could trust each other. We can, you know, rely on him that, yeah, we're far apart, but, you know, there was always the plan to uh, get married and, you know, merge it some country (laughs) somewhere (laughs) find a country (laughs) yeah um so yeah i mean it was definitely hard at times but and i think the hardest time was when i was in france he was here in poland but we were engaged at that point Um, so it wasn't like we were just kind of boyfriend girlfriend and everything we kind of had that end goal so yeah well and that um i've heard you mention that a little bit and that was a pretty difficult time for you right yeah yeah and that um, and that wasn't just because of the, the relationship or being engaged. Why was why was that so difficult? Um, yeah, I mean, there was it was probably one of the hardest but best growth experiences I've, I've ever had. Um, 
being in a country where I didn't speak the language. I think going to the States and going to England, the cultures are somewhat similar to the Australian culture, so it wasn't that big of a shock. Going to somewhere like France, where the culture is completely different and people yeah. act... Remote part of France. Yeah, and I was in a very small village, so there wasn't a ton to do there. Um, and, you know, Sundays the buses don't run, all the shops are closed, and, you know, your roommate is out of town. So there's long stretches of just kind of sitting in your apartment. Um, and then, you know, this was the first experience of me actually being a professional basketball player, so there's that expectation of performance. And when you're dealing with all these other outside influences, and, you know, I miss my fiancé and I have no one to talk to, then that kind of started to bleed into my, my playing performance, which got me even more depressed. Um, I didn't have a faith community, so, you know, I was a somewhat of a new believer at that point, so I kind of didn't have anyone to hold my hand and, and walk me through things. So it was really hard, but I grew a lot from it and I learned a lot about myself. So as hard as it was, I'm, I'm really thankful for kind of all the lessons that I learned out of it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty intense, yeah. you know, uh, valley to have to walk through for sure. Um, how, yeah, how did you, is there a point that was some turning point within that that was really like, I mean, did you ever feel like, okay, I'm going to quit, I'm going to walk away, I'm going to leave? Or oh, did there you, was, yeah, there was... Every day. <laughs> there was a lot of times, like, <laughs> he'd talk me down from on the phone, like, I was like, that's it, I'm done. But there was, like, one moment I remember I was I was walking somewhere, like, you learn to do a lot of walks when you're <laughs> by yourself. Um, and I was just kind of reflecting on my time and, you know, why I was getting so frustrated and, you know, it was really that coming to God moment and I was like, okay, I'm... I'm rooting so much of my, my happiness, my self-worth in basketball, but, you know, that's something that's ever-changing, and I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so it was something that I couldn't really ever perfect, so that was frustrating, and then I kind of thought about it more, and, you know, I realized, like, I need to root myself more in God and more in Jesus and, you know, turn to Him more, um, and once I kind of had this epiphany, I don't know if things were easier, but it kind of gave me a lot more perspective on on how to look at things. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Was there a point that as you were, um, how do you feel about the experience now? Because sometimes it changes a lot. Like, it might be the worst time of your life, but something you really appreciate now is how to... Yeah, I mean, I think, well, after my two years, I was definitely kind of done with basketball. <laughs> so if you had asked me this question, like, I don't know, maybe three months ago, I would have been, a, I don't know, a little bitter towards it just because it was such an intense experience and my coaching staff didn't necessarily help with that situation and my roommate and there's a whole bunch of other stories behind it. But um, now that I've had some you know, time away from it, time to step back and, and see the lessons that I learned from it and you know the friendships that I never really have come from it, mm -hmm. I am thankful for everything that happened, but there's, it's, it's definitely a mixed bag. Yeah. Still a little bittersweet. Yeah. Too. Yeah, for sure. And so the whole time that was going on for Ashley, you were in Poland, John, mm -hmm. right? And how was that whole experience? I mean, was it what you expected coming here? You know, I I didn't know what to expect. Um, I kind of go into some places not knowing what to think or how to react. Um, I was excited to come here to Poland just because it was somewhere that most people don't 
think about going to when you talk about going to Europe. You mm -hmm. think of more Western European countries. So for me, I'm kind of, I'm a person who wants to find somewhere a little unique, a little uh, obscure. Um, and I, I had a really good relationship to start with with my football team that invited me here. I stayed with um, our club owner, who was American, but you know grew up in a Polish home, so he knew both cultures like the back of his hands. So he was a really good person to kind of ease me into the Polish culture. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was more fortunate in terms of people being able to speak English mm -hmm. here. Wrocław is a very international city, and a lot of the Polish people, you know, at our age, university age, young working age, can speak English at some mm -hmm. level, so you're not lost and having to navigate yeah. without knowing the language. Stuck in a village. <laughs> yeah, but I had seen what Ash was going through when I visited her, and really that you can't, even just basic English words, either they wouldn't respond to it or really didn't know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I came here not knowing what was going to happen other than I was going to play football. And that was a really good experience because we had a good team and we were successful. Um, but it also got kind of boring. I mean, <laughs> our trainings were at night and only three times a week. So oh, the wow. rest of the time, I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself. And after that first month or two of, you know, like the <laughs> kind of that vacation yeah. feeling, everything's new, you know, you walk around the city, settled into the city and, you know, I was needing something else to do. There's only so much Netflix you can actually watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a little bit. Yes. And um, so I started getting involved with teaching English, just like most native English yeah. speakers tend to do in an international or, yeah. you know, in a non-English speaking city. Um, yeah, and just kind of was, it was a, also a learning experience for me trying to figure out what, what do I really want to do with my, mm -hmm. with my life and with myself. Um, so, yeah. Sure. And then you, you, you ended up staying. I remember there was a, a point where before you got married that you might all end up, you didn't know where you guys were going to end up, but you both ended up here. Yeah. And um, I had a teammate, an American teammate, who joked that, oh, no, John, you're going you're gonna to stay here forever and uh, you're going to have Polish kids. And, yeah, whatever, Grayson. You know. But turns out he's right so far. <laughs> After the first season... Well, you know, I originally thought I'd only be here for one season and then I'd go to a different country, but we won the championship and things were going great. I had teaching work, so I was, oh, there's enough for me to stay here for another season. Kind of same thing happened and more teaching and eventually I got a job with a software company here and it's just getting more and more difficult, or it was getting more and more difficult to just pack up and move. Yeah. Plus, um, what really rooted me here was my involvement with the International Church. Mm -hmm. um, 
I tried doing the uh, the self study, you know, like your own personal Bible study on YouTube. You know, that can only do so much yeah. for you for so long. And as Ash said, she didn't have a faith community, whereas I did, but I was ta- I was taking it for granted. Mm. So uh, the church being here was a big part of us deciding to come here. And yeah, that's cool. Well, I think everyone's glad you're here as far as even your work in the church and, and the stuff you've been involved in. That's cool. So when I was curious about, so that's kind of now the history of John and Ash. <laughs> but when you um, were young, what did you both like expect or want? And like, when, what did you imagine and where did you see yourself when you were older? Maybe it wasn't in Poland with, <laughs> with an American or an Australian. <laughs> well, funny enough, I, when I was a kid, I always thought of, uh, well, apart from being a professional football player, um, I, I had this want to live in a different country, be somewhere other than Idaho. Um, but Why? <laughs> yeah. I know it's great though I like it. It, it started when I the first time I visited Europe I visited some family in Holland I have strong Dutch heritage so I still have a lot of family there and when I visited them on their on my uncle's farm and kind of saw where my family came from I wanted to kind of come back to that and my grandparents immigrated from Holland so they always talked about the Netherlands and you know, kind of the the, the, the motherland, you know. <laughs> yeah. This mystique about Europe and... Wooden, so wooden shoes, right? Is that yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, I didn't know how, but I wanted to get to Europe and, or at least just live abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, getting there, I didn't know how. Um, I was studying journalism and thought that would be my way. Um, yeah, it's interesting that like American football is the, the avenue because you don't. I wouldn't think that you're like, oh, <laughs> go to Poland because of American football. Well, no, that's 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 yeah, exactly right. Because with basketball or soccer, you can travel with those sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe ten years ago or a little more, you wouldn't have even thought of going outside of the United States yeah. to play American football. Yeah. So I had some college teammates who, I guess, were on that first wave of American football players mm-hmm. going and traveling. Uh-huh. So, so you're like the, you watched them and saw their mistakes. Well, I watched them and overlooked what they, what they did. Like, I didn't, I didn't think of that as an option for me. Uh-huh. But then, it, you know, Ash is the voice of reason or <laughs> my own head and kind of prodded me to look into that. And turned out to work. That's cool. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I've always, I started playing basketball when I was four. Um, and, you know, well, my, I have an older sister, so she played before me. And, you know, mom would drag me along to the games and put me in the corner with coloring books and Barbies. And I hate basketball, it's so boring. And mom's like, okay, well. Just try a game, just play it once, and if you don't like it, we'll find something else. And she, I think she's told this story many times to me, but you know, 
I finished my first game and I was like, I love basketball, it's the greatest sport ever. <laughs> like, so I knew from a pretty early on age that I wanted to like be a basketball player. Um, and professionally, I think my aspirations had always been just within Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was 15, 16, I did a, like a study abroad trip to the United States. And kind of from then on, I was like, all right, I definitely want to go to America. I want to live in America. I want to play in America. Mm. Um, so even when, I mean, most people in Australia start looking 16, 17 to go to college. I was from 14, 15, I was uh-huh. trying to get over there, um, trying to find schools. So I knew from a really early on age that I would go to the States. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of always had dreams to play professionally. Um, I guess when I was younger, I, I think a little bit more naive, like, oh, you know, when I'm 50, I'll still be a professional basketball player. Um, <laughs> I realized my body probably can't deal with that. Um, but beyond that, I don't know if I ever actually thought about career. Certainly never thought I'd be teaching English in Poland, so. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one of my thoughts ever. Right. Anyway. Um, so... That's really interesting. So yeah, you just had basketball on your mind, and you were going to go to college, come back, and no, no relationships, play in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but when you went to Idaho, did you have a scholarship? Was that how it worked? Yeah, they yeah, I was on a, a basketball scholarship. Um, my coach in Australia just happened to be from Texas, um, and knew some college coaches and kind of put my name out there, and I signed with Idaho State before the head coach played any games he was brand new to the system and I was like oh you want to give me a scholarship okay I'll never gone to the university never met you in real life uh, let's do this so. that's pretty cool yeah. it sounds like you had a lot of those uh kind of experiences just like somebody's like hey I, why don't you come yeah to Malta so in between so wait you went to play for Malta when you're 18 mm-hmm. right and then you, but is, when did you end up going to the U.S.? Like, how was that? Uh, I went in, like, May, June, and then I was in the States in August. Okay, so it was just, like, all it was of just that. Quick, in, yeah. yeah. I always forget that it's, like, a season, because sometimes I'm like, oh, so it was, like, years? Yeah. <laughs> so you've never spent, like, a year? or No, so I'm usually there for a month, maybe a month and a half at the time. Yeah. And you're go- you guys are going soon, right, again, to Malta? Uh, hopefully. There's a competition this May, June. Okay. So. That's cool. Um, I have one other qu- question that I was curious about. Um, going back to kind of the, the long distance dating and then, you know, um, when you got married and then we're in the same spot, <laughs> especially, I mean, if you guys imagine just a small room, that's their apartment, you know, just one room, right? 25 square meters. Oh, there you go, 25 square meters. That's like 250 square feet, something per- yeah, it's around that. So, what was the? I mean, because it's like you're excited to finally be in the same place, but that's a quick change. <laughs> so, how has that been, and what was shocking or about? Uh, everything's been great for me. <laughs> nothing. I mean, apart. It's just been wonderful to actually be in the same place. Yeah. And, you know, if one of us has a bad day, we don't have to try to convey our our emotions over a phone call with but, bad internet yeah with you spotty internet but you know we're right there for each other yeah um 
Yeah, honestly, I can't think of anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's good. I mean, this is my pitch for people to get married. It's <laughs> find the right person. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just kind of learning each other's kind of quirks. Yeah. You know, who yeah. does what and, you know, working out what kind of roles we're going to have. Like, traditional, I cook, clean, and do everything or whatever. But, I mean, we were such good friends before we started dating, and then I think that communication of being in the long distance mm -hmm. has really helped us that, you know, now if something is wrong, we know how to kind of talk with each other because we were forced to. Yeah. I mean, when you're apart like that and, you know, you want to communicate with each other, you can't just be, like, in the same room. You have to text each other and actually have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just fitting and kind of funny that we spent so long, so far apart <laughs> that when we finally can live together, we, we find the smallest possible. Yeah. You live in a box. <laughs> yeah. Making up for us. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one one extreme to the other. Yeah. yeah. So so that's good. That's, that's exciting to hear that there was no major like, oh my gosh, who did I marry? <laughs> You're so different when I text you. <laughs> you smell so bad. Or, but were there some small things? Because you were mentioning like quirks. Like, is there anything funny that you were like, you know, we spent only two weeks together or something and you, you do what? Like, I don't know if it's... I like guess a, you said five in the morning. He yeah, up. it's not like a you do what, but we literally live in a studio apartment. So, you know, the bedroom is the living room and... The downside of living in Europe is he wants to watch football games that just happen to be on it, you know. Two in the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> so at two in the morning, I feel the bed moving or, you know, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, what's, you know, he's waking me up and I'm wondering what's happening. So that was, that's been a, an adjustment, we'll call it. That's awesome. <laughs> the season's almost over, so you don't have to put up Does with that. Football lasts a long time, right? Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> that was but a good face. I wish this was only four, <laughs> only four more weeks. So. Four more weeks. When did it start? Uh, well, college would be August. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah. We're and almost, I mean, we're almost there. for anyone that knows John, he's you know so even keeled. He doesn't really show much emotion, but when the Cowboys are playing, there's a lot of. That's when it all comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him get so. Emotional. They're my emotional punching bag. <laughs> ah, this is, and at two in the morning. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. And do you still get up at five on those days? You get up early when it, you. It's more painful. It's more difficult, but generally, yes. Just out of habit. That's pretty funny. It's entertaining. And, and what about you? Was there any surprises that you were like, "Oh, that's funny"? Well, I think for me, I realized how messy I am when I'm cleaning the dishes <laughs> it's waterworks <laughs> and Ashley lovingly pointed that out to me how we'll say lovingly <laughs> how, how much water I tend to generate and when I'm doing the dishes well but. I just feel like you know when I do cooking I use a pot I clean it I use another pot I clean it he'll use like every pot that we owned in the house for seven different jobs, so instead of having three things to clean, ah. there's a little bit more. Just a little bit. And I guess the hair, all the hair. Yeah, sorry. But. Girls shed a lot more than boys. I mean, I, I don't have any 
you know, entertaining quip for, for <laughs> oh, the... Oh, no, that's, no, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that even just, I don't know, like, I was just, a, I was curious about that, like I said, so it's interesting to hear, because that would be such a, in some ways, a shock, I think, because you've been away, and then you're just like, okay, you know, I mean, and not a bad thing, but, um, you know, just a, an adjustment. Yeah, and... I think about before we got married, we met with mm-hmm. one of the pastors from my church back home um, doing marriage counseling, and he did a really, really great job of, you know, explaining what we should expect, um, how to handle problems when they come, um, and I think it's it's really helped us. And even talking months. through like how we would define our relationship, you know, would it be you know, does he expect me to do all the dishes and everything? So we kind of knew going into it, like, we're going to divide which the roles. and <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, things that normally would come come up and be unexpected, he kind of uh-huh. touched cool. on them and said, okay, watch out for this. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's good. So you felt pretty prepared. Mm-hmm. As much as you can. Yeah. Be, you know, you never know what it is. You might have probably thought it would be something else. Right. Yeah, and, you know... We both have great parents. I adore her parents, and I think she adores mine. And I do. Of course, we adore <laughs> each of our own parents. So we. There's lots of adoration. For everyone. <laughs> yes. It's, everyone loves everyone. Um, so we had, I think, really great role models to look yeah. up to and know how marriage life, how it should look like, how it can, you know, how great it can be. And, you know, we got great advice mm-hmm. that when there are bumps in the road, how do you, how do you go through them? Great. So. That's good. Well, since this is turning into such a marriage episode, what one piece of advice for those, you know, out there listening, possibly, who are going to be going into long-term dating? Hmm. Good advice. No pressure. No pressure. I um, mean, this could make or break their relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, well, I would say, you know, from the very start, we we set our relationship centered on God, so no matter what things would change, you know God never changes, and so we have that to to cling to um, when things we get tough during long distance relationships. You know, for problems that she would have, I wouldn't have the answers. You know, there are times where I didn't know what to say. You know, how do how do I help you? But just offering prayer, offering a little word of encouragement, that's sometimes all you need. Um, so I would say that would be, I mean, that's obviously a big thing to center any mm-hmm. like, decision on. But um, yeah, for long, long distance relationships, there's a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. You know, if you truly do love the person that you're, you're dating, give them, give them space where you're far away. You don't have to try to hover over every second of their life, you know, yeah. through long distance. So yeah. you didn't have like the find the people and then you have your app on the phone where you're yeah. like, why are you walking there? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess kind of on that, I mean, people rightfully so thought we were pretty crazy to be, you know, because I had a I had a small opportunity to possibly move to Poland when we were dating, um, but 
it kind of wasn't within my dreams and aspirations. And the biggest thing we kind of said to each other was, okay, I'm going to go and chase my dreams and make sure that, you know, I fulfill something that I want to do. And he was chasing his dreams. So kind of building what you said, just, you know, giving each other that opportunity to, to really do what they want. Um, you know, it was obviously a sacrifice on the relationship to pursue in different countries. But we were, you know, we had that trust. And I think it's really important to, to explore and to be the best person you can be. And then know that you can come together. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we were willing to sacrifice for each other. When we were deciding Poland, France, or whatever, we were both kind of willing to say, all right, I'll move there, I'll move here. So, mm -hmm. and just seeing what, what comes up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So, what do you, uh, where do you guys see yourselves in five years? <laughs> Big question. Yeah. You don't have to answer if you don't know, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> there you go. We have, I mean, we have kind of short-term aspirations to maybe travel some more, potentially move to Malta or maybe another European country. Um, you know, we have said soon, you know, within the next three or four years, we'd like to start a family. That's not saying I'm pregnant now. <laughs> One person did perceive it like that. But. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case parents are listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think definitely for right now, travel more. Because um, we both kind of have flexibility with our jobs to be able to move. And then? Yeah, that's... We just kind of... It, it, it fits my lifestyle, I think. My personality just... We'll, See we'll, 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 we'll get to what's next when we get to it. So. Yeah, when it's time, it'll be time. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Well, that's good. That's good. And it sounds like maybe that's a good balance between like, you as a planner and John, you as a just chilled. No, you're laid back. right on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle, you try to keep that balance. Yeah. Ah. A couple other. We'll do some last minute things. So what are, what are two, thi or two things each that you've enjoyed about Poland? Two things for me? If you can think of two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, people here are, are great. Um, once you get to know and make friends with people here, you will find very dependable and trustworthy friends. Um, I don't know if it's a stereotype, but, you know, Polish people are a little more closed off when you first encounter them but you once you make that trust make make that connection um polish people are really really great friends and then i would say it's just kind of combination of you know wrocław as a city is a great city it has a lot of history but it's also um you know it's very international so mm -hmm a lot of things to do, new things to see, and that goes with Polish food, too. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's nice. Yeah. Just not before a run, right? Oh. No. 
just more for, it's a good sitting food. Yeah, <laughs> good vegetating. <laughs> I think that's why, like, we, I was talking to a friend recently, a Polish friend, and they eat so much on holidays and they sit, and they eat and sit, and I was like, I've never sat so much, or ate so much, but I think it's because they can't move. Yeah. Know? They literally can't go run around. <laughs> They're stuck in that spot full of vodka and pierogi, like, to the top. Yeah, Christmas Eve was, um, or Vigilia was... Yeah. I felt like a half marathon in a different, <laughs> in a different way. It's Twelve meal, it's twelve like course you, meal, and yeah, it's like you jump into like with a I don't know, like weights on. You jump in water. You just feel so <laughs> weighed down and heavy. You're like, hey, boo. Yeah. So it's great, guys. Come on over and <laughs> just don't no pre marathon carb loading for yeah no pierogi. But that's what you eat after. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so for you, um, English. <laughs> As Joan said, um, yeah, I think I spent the first week here just going to different cafes and just literally just getting an espresso, but just the idea of being able to order in English um, and, you know, just having so many more opportunities through that. And kind of what John said about Wurzburg being such a cool city, but then it also is kind of a, a hub. You know, we've taken trips to Berlin, to Prague, to um, Budapest. So, you know, it's so easy to travel here, which is mm -hmm. kind of everything we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate that too, especially Ryan or all those cheap airlines. Oh, yeah. Kind of, it's pretty neat. Because, yeah, nobody in the States gets it. I don't know if you have that issue of people back home being like, geez, you really travel a lot. And you're like, it costs less than a tank of gas. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I was talking to my sister about going to Berlin yeah. for Christmas and... Like, for an Australian person, the idea of just jumping in a car and driving for three hours and being in a different country is just mind-boggling. Because yeah. just for us to get to Sydney would be, like, 15 hours driving. Wow. So, wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's even worse in the U.S. Because we drive a lot in the U.S. Mm -hmm. like, to me, I'm like, oh, it's all, we live near the ocean. It's only seven and a half hours. Yeah. You just drive straight that way. <laughs> You'll hit it. <laughs> I realized with that, you know, I we would always say in the States, yeah, we live pretty close to Vegas. We're about eight hours yeah. driving. Yeah. And that's really a long way away. Yeah. In eight hours, you can go through four different countries. Yeah, exactly. I guess last question, since I'm we're talking about food a little bit, what do you miss about home? Because you, I don't know, Australian food is like Vegemite, but you don't like that. So... <laughs> It's what we miss about home. Yeah, what you miss about home, and then what food, or some, is there food that you really wish that you could eat? I mean, what I miss about home is Christmas is summer. And like last, yesterday was 42 degrees Celsius, so about 108 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday, which would be nice. Um, <laughs> and food, I don't know, just, it's pretty stereotypical, but you know, mom's cooking. Yeah. You know, just having someone cook for you. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I appreciate when we go home to the States is most restaurants you can get a free refill. Oh, yeah. Especially on coffee. You know, that's that's a nice little treat to have. Um, and then food, um, well, you know, it's an international city here. Lots of diverse and foods I've never tried before, which is great. There's still a, a lack of good Mexican food. Not if you eat at Rachel's house. Yeah, if we go to the host's place, <laughs> she'll provide. But yeah, um, but I'm, I'm not always open. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean we're in Idaho. There's 
plenty of good Mexican food, so yeah, that's always something I, I cherish when I go back home. So, well, I appreciate you guys sharing a little bit about your, uh, you know, lives and how you ended up together. And is there anything else like major you wanna you wanna share that you've always wished that you had a, a <laughs> venue, an avenue to share with the world? Oh, here it is. Come on, lay some knowledge on. Mm, I mean, just if you can take the advantage yeah. to travel, even if it's in your own country. Um, I realized after living abroad, even going home to Idaho and visiting a different city in Idaho was now fun because it's a little different. Mm -hmm. It's got something something to offer. So take the time to look around where you are, near or far. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I think that's really true. That's good advice. So get out there and travel. You only have 51 week weekends, if I get this out soon, uh, 51 weekends left in this year. So I know, isn't that depressing? I was like really <laughs> stressed. I was, <laughs> I was planning, I think in my head, I'm like, I'm freaking out. I need to plan my life quickly. But anyway, well, thank you so much um, for being on today. And if you all have any questions or need advice on your long distance relationships or anything, really basketball, football, because I mean, you know, these guys are experts, so they'll know. They, they're, they look confused, but they're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can write me at rachel at thatinternationallife.com and I will get my, your questions to them. And you can sign up or subscribe on iTunes and also the RSS feed on thatinternationallife.com so you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, just rate it on iTunes, that would be great, and share it, and let me know if you have any uh, suggestions of future guests. So, with that, thank you so much, thank and you. until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.